Hey, everybody. It's Inspired with Q. It's Asha. <laughs> My dear Asha, are you here? Yes, thank you for the welcome. All right. Nothing nothing better than some, some Mackenzie brothers to start the day off, right? Excellent. <laughs> I, I got to settle down. I'm starting really hot already. I got to settle down. Okay. Maybe too inspired sometimes, huh? <laughs> Always. All right. Let's start. Let's start with a little, little uh, fun here. Do you mind? Oh yes, please. All right. Everyone's going to know this one. I'm pretty sure. Hey, you out there in the cold, getting lonely, getting old. Can you feel me? Hey, you. Standing in the aisles with itchy feet and fading smiles. Can you feel me? Hey, you, don't help them to bury the light. Don't give in without a fight. Hey, you, out there on your own, sitting naked by the phone, would you touch me? Hey, you. With your ear against the wall, waiting for someone to call out, would you touch me? Hey, you, would you help me to carry the stone? Open your heart. I'm coming home. And that, of course, is Mr. Gilmore, Pink Floyd, incredible work by him. What would you say to that, Miss Phenomenal. Well done. So we get a good start there. And that's my great start to encouragement. Keep, keep looking, everyone. I assure you, you're using less than 5% of your capabilities in most days. Keep reaching through the middle of yourself. This is a mind control place because of the type of bodies we're in. This is my great, great passion is to remind you that you are so incredibly powerful compared to what you're experiencing in these bodies. And that's my great encouragement to you. At the risk of being your gym coach again, I love you. I love you. I love you. And this has been your message throughout all time and outside of time. At least we're consistent, huh? So today, I would love to title the show, As Above, So Below. Would that's you like- brilliant, but that's brilliant, but scary too, huh? <laughs> it's so scary. <laughs> what is, what's, what's above and below? Oh, I, I love this. You, you, I, I, so now, I know we chatted yesterday, and it's usually about you and I and we just have so much fun playing and everything but I you never cease to amaze me that you twist the dialogue before I even and and so uh, the spontaneity is so fun wouldn't you say when we do these shows I love to surprise you yeah so so it's truly uh, proof that being inspired doesn't necessarily have to have a date timestamp on what we proposed we might talk about the day before because then it's not as creative, is it? It's not, it's not art now, is it? Right. It's always best when we're in the now because then we're connected to our source. All right. Bring it on, puppy dog. 
Okay. Would you like to share what above so below means to you? Yeah, I'm always looking for um, I'm always looking for uh, some information we we already have out in front of us. Forgive the birds, I'm out in nature today. Um, they always like to chirp in. Apparently, um, uh, so if there's so much material in front of your eyes that is hidden in entertainment. And like I started this uh, today with this song, uh, we've, we've come through uh, uh, all of us light beings have come through. We've come through a body that uh, uh, is, is really good at limiting the volume. And so now we're all here to support and assist you as, as arrogant as that might sound. Um, we had to fight to get into these bodies and recognize ourselves. And so you've seen the dialogue prior to this show. Um, and so take what I'm saying and feel the information. Don't believe it. Just, just feel it and see if it resonates. Throw it away if you don't like it. Uh, keep it if you do. Um, several movies have been made to, to help you because we've, we've come through in different degrees um, into your reality. And a lot of it is through entertainment that's recognized because this is the electronic wars here. You're an electronic war, you know. If you have a device like what we're talking on, you're an electronic war. One of those movies would be, as you've heard me say before, is The Fifth Element. If you do get that movie, um, for me, Bruce Willis will always be a hero because of his uh, attack on uh, the vaccines and so forth. Uh, did a very good job. Uh, he's an actor, remember? <laughs> so um, I applaud people who, when they get a get a get a stage, uh, to use it wisely. I, mean, I applaud people for using their fame to uh, really get some work done. Not to say they made all the great, greatest choices for all of us, but. Still, they're in the mix, and, and I applaud them. The fifth element is a very good uh, clue to what's going on here. And in, in that movie, you'll see how the dark comes around a planetary system, uh, engages a planetary system, and how it fractures. And how So basically, outside of the realm you're in, there's a tremendous war for you. And... Uh, the, the individuals that are competing for your space, forgive me if it's too windy, Asha, let me know. Um, the individuals competing for your space don't want you to know they exist. And what they've done is they've engineered, they've, they've, they've uh, not only have they inherited a type of body, they did not engineer this body, by the way. Many other individuals did, but they've, they've abducted the, the volume of humans here in a way that they you can't see them, and the way they do it is 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 very crafty. But essentially, you're in the middle of a war right now that you can't see right outside this realm, and we can. And so, as we come and go into your reality, we're now um, defending your right to bring in more of your volume of light into your physical body. What that darkness looks like around your planetary system is it looks like now it looks like a ball of yarn that's shredding. Um, many key, fee, key key individuals were removed. There was key individuals removed from the moon. 
key individuals that managed it per se the darkness. And uh, these are these are very very uh, crafty, very intelligent, very knowledgeable individuals to do this. And this ball of yarn that's around you, again, use the fifth element. Some of the imagery of how the dark comes around a planet is very accurate. Yeah, that yarn, each piece of yarn that's shredding is now doesn't know where to go because it's completely surrounded by the light. So you're in a big ball now of light. No one can get out. No one can get in except light. Only light beings can get in here now. Now, to sustain for the darkness, to sustain its life, it has to make chaos. So you keep getting on timelines to sustain its reality because dimensionally you're growing out of the, the surround that the dark created for you. So you're going, you're going so fast now it's trying to keep up with you. So your dimensional capabilities, your multidimensional capabilities are getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And here's how you do it. You slow down. The slower you live your life now and take great care of your choices, the dark cannot keep up with it. And so that's the Cliff Notes version, and I can go real deep into this. But just know we are taking a lot of hits for you, and we love it. And we want to be attacked, and you're talking to some people on this radio right now who have been killed in the last couple of weeks, who have been trashed. And we will get up every day and keep doing it. We love it. And it is not to be, uh, this is not driven by ego. This is not driven by attention. We are not going to stop. That's the whole point here. So I'll stop there, Ash. If you could steer me, that'd be great. It is so lovely to hear your voice and your harmonics and to receive your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for that. I can go to the next point unless you would like to add more. Thank you. <clears throat> the dark doesn't know a direction. And it, you, 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 uh, you want to put some knowledge. You want to you like understand the darkness. I know you do. And uh, I, I can tell you that I have attempted attempted being keyword to negotiate many different levels of darkness, many, many prof, uh, professed powerful individuals all over, not only on your planet, all over the universe. And they only know one thing. I know it sounds fantastic when I say these words, I assure you, when I walk into this body, I, re- you are all walk-ins. Every one of you is a walk into this body. The difference is I know I did it. I know I'm doing it, but I'm doing it with you. And I have an agenda while I'm here. The darkness doesn't care about anything except darkness. It's real simple. It only wants you to not be proactive in your creative force. That's all it cares about. If you're not creative, it survives period. If you're not excited about what you're going to do next, the darkness creates timelines for you that are false creativity. So the mind has been engineered and the darkness inherited uh, the legacy genetic engineering that's been done to these types of bodies. 
and your consciousness is now in this body going, how come I don't have all my knowledge back? But you can get it back very easily. You just have to slow down and watch your mind thinking you're not a mind. I hope that helps. Please, Ashi, your turn. That was great. Thank you. As above, so below was a phrase coined by an arch nemesis to the light. And it's also from the second verse of the Emerald Tablets, hermetic verse from Hermes or Thoth. And that group is what Q is really alluding to. We're going to break it down today and we're going to reverse some wrongs because they have misled people so horrifically that they believe dark is light and light is dark. And that's causing part of the confusion because if you're on a momentum of gaining light and then you feel like you're, you come to an abrupt halt because you're on the wrong path because they've misled you, it'll just keep on stopping us. So would you like to speak about that? That sounds below. Is that below? Oh, that's definitely <laughs> below. <laughs> and we're going to go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, when, when you look at uh, your news systems now and you look at the propaganda, so when you see something really fantastically popular on your news, you can, I assure you, there's an agenda, right? So if you're going to promote a war, as an example, you know there's a hidden agenda there. I think we're all figuring this out very quickly. If we're going to promote an individual, if we're going to, uh, if, you're, if someone's going to get fantastically popular in your reality, um, you know there's an agenda there, right? Okay. Well, nothing's different about the Egyptian times, and th- nothing's changed here. So when you promote uh, these these false gods, pharaohs, etc., th- that that's it's the same same agenda. How how are how are some topics in your history more prominent than others? Why why would there be so much dialogue around the Egyptian times and so many other individuals, um, so many other timelines? I mean, how how obvious is is it? I mean, that's what you're alluding to, Asha. Is why would we promote a certain section of our history over another section? Is that what you're alluding to? That's a big part of it, and it all again ties into as above, so below, which was actually misleading, because what they're telling humanity is that as above, so below is just about sort of astrology the celestial sun, moon, impact, heavens on earth. And that's true on one level. And this is how they do it. They give you a half truth. But what it's really about is, let's say, the universe of light and how they mirrored it or mimicked it down here to fool us. Would you like to speak about that? Or correct me? Ah, ah, beautifully done. I see. I see. Says a wise man. Okay. Or blind man, whatever. Love all analogies left blank. Okay. Um, the, the, the model for creating uh, the, so cliff notes version here, the, the very simple version, when you go to create a, a uh, solar system, we'll just put it in a small form. Um, you always have a 12th dimensional uh, starting point, which would be a sun, a star. And you would grow, um, you would grow planets. Usually, not always. Usually, from a crystalline-based 
uh, uh, starting point. And so when you use your creative in, in a human form, it would feel like um, your dreams, your imagery, your creative imagery. When you go to dream a solar system up, so to speak, you uh, usually use a triangulation uh, system with three light beams. In this case, your planet was created by uh, uh, the frequency band from your star and its creative force. Remember, it's a living being. What it wants to create and the triangulation of a light being and or light beings. And Asha knows who those beings are. And what, what occurs is the imagery from not only the crystal that you're going to grow into a planet and or the sun and your star, they all work together and triangulate when you have another light being in, in, in presence. No, they're all light beings. And they spontaneously have um, the envisionment of what it wants to be. So uh, the short version, very, very short version, is your Egyptian pharaohs, gods, fake gods, uh, idols, they have superimposed a belief system that they did this, and they did not. And so they've replicated how uh, solar systems, universes, galaxies are made in, in, a, uh, in a compartmentalized impression for all of you to believe or not be able to dissect. And that's why the hieroglyphs of Egypt are, they, they tell you that in a way that is, again, more propaganda, just like your news. Uh, to make them these false gods, false idols. So when they come back, they can engage you and say, we created this solar system potentially or this universe. And of course, they'll have all the technology to hoodwink you, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the short version. What do you think about that? Fantastic. Well done once again. So if we look at the original universe of light and the way that creation began to create, So it would divide itself into two and then six and then 12 and then 24, that type of thing. So you divided yourself into two, which would be Ra, Princess Diana or the mermaid, all the same being and you, Q. And you both created the sun and you both still to this day animate our sun and you So she's maybe the goddess of the suns, (laughs) the creation of the suns and the solar systems. And you both created this earth. Would you like to elaborate? Yeah, it's pretty um, humbling, huh? So so this is how it works, everyone. It's uh, your fantasies, your, your legacy fairy tales, they're real. And we're back, and we take ownership of uh, of what we've created. You do too. That's why you're here. You're just like us. We don't see a difference between you and, and us. We're just telling you the story. You can take it or leave it. It's the way it works. And to and infuse ourselves into your reality is the natural way to do it, to be like you as you. It's not that fantastic when you really start looking how simple this is when we make a subset of ourselves all of you it comes just like your imagination everything you can dream 
everything you can create from your imagination, from your heart, actually you're doing it. You're actually creating it. And so the, these, these tools that you have right underneath your nose, your son are here to grow you. Look, look how, uh, look how your, your life grows when the sun comes out. Look how fantastic this world is when the sun comes out. It's, it is, uh, how we're designed. It's, it's a, the highest dimension you can achieve. Um, without being in a collective is your sun. Uh, the sun is not hot. You can, you can be on it if you can be at that frequency, et cetera, et cetera. So typically uh, the raw comes as the, 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 the backbone of your solar systems, many, many, many solar systems. And I am typically the catalyst for creativity of uh, the rest of your solar system. Not to say, you all aren't a participant of it. You are. You're you're the holders. You 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 make the solar system. I just light the fuse, so to speak, and rock gives you that uh, catalyst to do that. the The agendas that we have change from ascension point to ascension point. Uh, ascension locations have a lot to do with the type of experience you're going through on planets. This planet was always designed to be, as you know, you've heard me say a thousand, thousand times, is a living planet. So you are always going to use this planet for other planets because there was every single type of genetics, every single type, type of fauna. It's a water planet. It's the most coveted type of planets in, in all the universes. Water planets are most superior if we could rate them because there's so much source, so much light in them. Every water molecule is directly from source. It does not, it does not deviate. It's very difficult to get water to deviate. In fact, when you strip water off of Mars, it ended up here. It will survive. So there's a lot of dialogue there and, and talking about uh, <laughs> the universe can only be summed up in one sentence, wouldn't you say? And that sentence is? Just go within. As tiring as it is, when we dream about what we want to see is the power of the universe right there. And it's supporting you all the time now. Don't ever let go of that. I can't wait to dream the next dream. Please, I encourage you all. Brilliant and exactly what I was going to share. I'm going to say the same thing in just a little different way. So the universe was created through immaculate conception, which is really creation. And that is the light of source and the love, peace, excitement, and intention of source. And the combination of, let's say, you and Ra intending that, loving that into life. And we could say, What they've done down here, they've taken the sun and the planet Earth and that intention, and which would, let's say the sun is the sperm and the planet is the ovum, and then your intention is the blueprint of what you're creating. So they took that and they made it Isis, Osiris, and Horus. Any story you have ever heard about Isis, Osiris, and Horus is 
from my perspective, a bastardization of the truth to lead us astray, to believe those were some sort of gods we had to worship instead of, instead of the fact that we're all a part of that immaculate conception and we have that same ability. Go ahead. Well, how do I, how do I follow that? It's beautifully done, Asha. Um, the research that you put into this is fantastic. Um, and, and to the audience, I did not coach Asha on this other than um, validating some of these points. It looks like my fans uh, agree. <laughs> the, 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 the should be, you should see a common theme now. This is my encouragement in your propaganda doesn't stop at the Bible. It's been going on for eons because, you know, when you can pop into a reality, when you have stargates and you, you're popping around all these planets, you can trick a society. And I encourage people to look at that movie Stargate, not to say that it's comprehensively correct, but if I can jump into a planet and take over, forgive me, uh, uh, a, a tribe of baboons and they don't even know the technology that's out there, the capabilities, what they are, where they are, how they are, super easy. They can just, you can hoodwink. Um, uh, you, you, you can just give them bananas when they're used to eating carrots. Uh, it, it just goes on and on. The hoodwinking that's happened with the, the human race on this planet. Um, so that's, that's why there's so much attention on this planet right now is because there is an attempt to get your genetics on other planets. And then, of course, uh, uh, the great goal and desire is to own a planet, manage a planet, uh, manage a reality, uh, a dimension, a reality that you create because you're so powerful. And I think you can probably see it now. There, you, all your patterns of uh, uh, all your ascension cycles and the great histories that you are perceiving are all constructed. Does that make sense? Thank you. You always lead right into what I'm going to say next. So as Q has told us many times before, we are literally chasing the sun. And as we chase the sun as a planet, we raise the frequency that we find ourselves in. And what the dark like to do is they'll take a symbolism of that, like a rising sun, and they will use that as their emblem. Like the golden dawn was a rising sun. If you see a lot of these um, occultist groups, they use the rising sun like, like they're going to be able to ascend with us. Would you like to share anything about that? Yeah, so how did the Japanese successfully... Um, where's the a Japanese agenda on that one? I'm kind of curious about your perspective on that. It's a long answer, so you better give us a short one. <laughs> yeah, so interesting, isn't it? Um, that So when you look at the... So if they're presenting uh, a perception to you, so you, you see these individuals, maybe you use Marduk, you, you use... There, there's many symbols right in front of you, and they're posturing individuals... Uh, black black magic, obviously. Um, they want you to see that symbol because it actually reinforces its ability. So if you if if you see it in your mind's eye and you know it exists, that actually reinforces it being here. Uh, 
So that's that's how um, the rising sun symbolism has been inherited because every morning you do see the sunrise. And when you see it rise and you believe in these symbols, these individuals and so forth, they can anneal and attach to your imagination. That's the term we're going to use, creative force, so that every day they hold some ground in your reality. Does that make sense? Perfect. Thank you. Now, also, we have a sunset. And we know that with Isis, Osiris, and Horus, there was also Set, the story that they tell down here. And Set, we have the Church of Set, which is the Church of Satan. So would you like to elaborate? Yeah, it's, you know, it's mostly a kid's camp, you know, I think. (laughs) Uh, uh, As you know, (laughs) yeah, it turns out it's a kid's camp here on earth at least um not 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 the funnest camp to be hanging out at um (laughs) when um so same same um rationale if if i can so the power the sun has is stupendous as you can tell it creates life it sustains life all throughout your your universes all throughout your solar systems um, by the way, you're, you're, you're very limited. Uh, the information you have about galaxies and solar systems is very limited. Forgive uh, the great ast- astronomy groups. You guys are great, but you, you're, you're not seeing the full depth um, because you're coming from this. You're coming from a, um, you're coming from a planet and you're coming from an individual. You're, you're, your basis for perception is skewed because of the type of eyes you have, the type of brain you have, and the mathematics you have. All, all are incomplete compared to when you're outside of here. So it's not to, to be flip by any means. It's you can't, you can't actually see the vast volume of the sea that you live in. You live in a, a huge, huge, massive ocean that rises, ebbs, and flows. And your sun is the tool that does that, and all the suns do that. And what what they're what what's what the model that you can use? So there, if there's any laws of the universe, which there are not, but one that would be um, favored in observation and uh, uh, to to look at to look at an observation of a universe would be. It, uh, spontaneity, spontaneity combined with um, creativity, spontaneous creativity uh, through inspiration might be a way to describe a universe. And that's even too many words. It just doesn't stop. It just keeps doing it will never ever stop and on the ascension cycles like you're in right now you get the opportunity to reset and recalibrate and it's just a blip it's it's not a fantastic event it's up to you when you do it and how you do it all of us have the choice right now i'll stop there asha forgive me for getting a little too long-winded there You are never too long-winded. We always want to hear you. Thank you so much. And that brings me right to 
the intention of as above, so below, it it correlates with Thoth and the magician card in the tarot. As to say, what you just described is magic. It's not normal. It's not what we can all do. It's magic. And only a magician can do something like that. So that's another leading us astray. Because we are all creators. We don't have to be magicians the way they say. Even white magic and black magic, same thing. Our innate beingness can do what Q has just expressed. Yeah. So um, it it's it's such a fun topic. We can just do this all day, and that's and that's why uh, we do Project Q. Is I can prove to you that if you live in that state of being as your standard every day, all day, your life is going to be fantastic, and and. We've tested it. We've tested. We've tested this type of human. Sorry to say that I keep referring to this type of human as inadequate. It's not inadequate. It's just designed to slow you down and not let you recognize how powerful you are. So that's my great encouragement. And I'm curious where you're going to lead us with that. Thank you so much. So we're going to go into what Errol was talking about. Um, she's the one who was in the craft with you at Roswell, 1946-1947, and the manuscript that we went over on the show. And she was speaking about how the dark came into this planet, and they took over control through many ways, which we've spoken about. You might elaborate on those. And one of the ways, one of the main things they established was Egypt. And would you like to share what is most important about that? Why does she always get the stage over me? Why is it always about her? She's the sun. She's Ra, the sun. <laughs> but I'm down here digging ditches and stuff. I mean, come on. Ladies first. Ladies first. Fine. Yeah, so um, this this subject is just absolutely vast. And we... We could, if we spoke about this for several years, we still wouldn't do it justice. But what Ash has um, suggested here is that um, your Babylonian uh, systems were actually the end of an incredible dynasty here for the light, and that was probably the biggest change. Not not genetically, I would argue that genetically we we got hindered quite a bit earlier. This type of human quite a bit earlier but um the the we were really ripe for picking right when you're you're seeing the egyptian times explode and here's some clues for you um all of the top half of africa used to be absolutely lush green fauna everything was just gorgeous those are those are your clues to the great wars that were here uh somehow the pyramids survived though didn't they it's interesting so you had a beautiful river systems, you had lakes, you had, uh, you know, obviously you're, you're aware of the Nile River and how vast it was and it, it made power for you and resources and highways and all sorts of things. It was an incredibly beautiful place, what would have been called Avalon. And it was hijacked uh, into what you're 
aware of now of, of the Egyptian times and or the great, great Egyptian dynasty by these uh, travelers, we'll call them, I'll be nice. And they've, they abducted the societies in that region, humongous region, very prosperous, very peaceful, all, all very intelligent beings. We were all very stable. Our societies were very old. Uh, we lived in heaven on, it was heaven on earth for many, 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 many thousands of years. And then what was introduced to you is what you're now relating as the Egyptian history. That is the end of an incredible, incredible period of time we had here and uh, hijacked, uh, manipulated. Uh, so many different technologies were, were used to mislead you. Uh, and you're representing many of them today. I'll stop there. Thank you. Excellent. So even back in Avalon, which became Babylon, and we look at Babylon as baby lion, and the lions were on Lyra, and many of the most magnificent beings come from there. So the, the dark again wanting to be us, and Nimrod was one of the offshoots, or the Thoth, and then all the offshoots of Thoth and Lil Enki, Lilith, all those beings started to incarnate into that area, infiltrating, and then, of course, bludgeoning themselves, bludgeoning themselves to places of power. So it was infiltration, invasion, same tricks they use now. So those beings liked to call themselves the Anunnaki. We know that is a reversal of the light. The beings from Creation Lightship that came down here, from source to on a rescue mission, those were the Anunnaki. Now, there's no name that's been created for that group of Thoth, um, the great deceivers. So maybe we should just call them the Nimrodians. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> that's that's fun. The fans here agree. Um, yeah, it's if you know a name, you don't know the name. I'll, I'll stay consistent with that. So they'll prop up. Uh, the puppeteers are always right one layer behind there, making sure the coalition, uh, coalition of, of uh, the outcome uh, they desire uh, works. So it's a lot easier to watch, uh, study the game when you're on, you're up in the stand, so to speak. So I want us to be careful with the material. These identities that you've been given are accurate. And they, they did do these things. But there's always another layer that doesn't have identity or title in your history. Does that make sense? Great. Well, let's focus on that right now so that people can follow what we're talking about. So there is – now this is really interesting because this is, again, as above, so below. So there was one main being of darkness, massive darkness, massive dark power. Did that person create subsidiaries of itself or were there just other dark beings that worked underneath it? You got it right. Uh, so th they learned how to fracture and a lot of the tools they used was this type of human and you're seeing it today. So the reason that cloning is so prevalent on your planet now is they're designing and why the, the epigenetics are so important in a human is if I can get you scared for thousands of years, 
and regenerate these bodies over and over and over again, I can get darker, darker beings into these bodies. Makes sense, right? So now it can fracture and it can, it can carry, it can, it can canvas more destinations. It can, it can get more places. And so it doesn't, it doesn't have to exclusively rely on one individual. It can do, um, there's a movie called Dune and there's a really dark, I think it's a modern, should be a modern version of Dune. Uh, there's a dark individual in there that says, I love these bodies in the movie, in the book. I love these bodies so much because they're so easy to regenerate. And that's true. You can generate these, regenerate these bodies really easy and it's been hidden from you. And so that's what the dark is capitalizing on. But they need a really uh, genetic match for darkness so that they're not really worried about uh, going somewhere. They, they're, what they're, if there is a concern, there is keeping a, a sustainable uh, body they can get into. So they, they won't go into an animal like a, a deer in the woods, as examples I've used many times for, because it's too light. It can't, it can't get in there. But if they can get a traumatized epigenetic a mapping system posed in, uh, in this case, a human over courses of time, that's what they're going for. Does that make sense? Perfect. Thank you. And was there a reason why they stopped at 33? Okay. So... Um, there is symbolism in their numeral, numerological, uh, not only symbolism, but the, the numerology is their mapping sequence they like. So notice that they used the term 666, the 33, 3 plus 3 is 6. So they're using not only the, uh, the, the literate terms to impose more power, they're using scale around a planet. So if you use those numbers, I'm going I'm to keep this short and sweet so it doesn't come into our reality stronger. But now I can map, uh, I can map uh, a congruent process in any location, um, much like your latitude and longitude of your planet, which is false. Um, Yes, you have magnetics on your planet. Yes, you have true north. Um, they're doing it the same way. That's why you do have latitude and longitude on your planet. They're doing it the same way, and they're mapping your vortices uh, all to potentially make portals. And they're not very successful at making portals here, at least. Um, but that's that's the purpose of the numerology. Wasn't JFK assassinated on the 33rd degree parallel there you go so if i can so if i can create um a sequencing mapping canvassing system and that's why you have dates that's why you have um time it's all related and i'm going to be very careful not to give you the entire story but you should be able to put it together because that makes it even more powerful when i tell you how it works so time location and awareness all three of them work together uh, is the their masterful magical ways excellent and that's also why they use astrology and interestingly they like to use the full moon now we've got the last full moon in october which is usually a massive 
satanic celebration, and yet it's very, very light now since you dismantled the darkness on the moon. Can you feel that? Yeah. So most uh, most women, your your cycles will probably be off by a week now. They'll, they'll change, um, and it'll get softer. Um, so you can't you can't remove the moon, the moon all at once. You have to it. You'll you'll your changes will be too dramatic for you. You you would just go. F- you, the oppression on you from the moon is so massive that change would be too much for you to handle and sustain a body. And so it's real important that we recognize it is changing, but you have to do it subtly so we don't we don't spastic out of these bodies. It's it's really delicate, um, uh, really delicate process. And the planet too, and the animals that so much goes into this, this conversation, but essentially you should be able to see that time is changing now. That that would be the biggest thing you're going to see now. So if you just slow down in your creative force, I didn't say stop creating. I said, just observe what your next choice is slower you're going to be able to control time and don't consider day and night time. Consider what, 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 what your desires are in its relationship to how much you're actually doing in a day. So take a, a, a mundane uh, chore you have today. I, I think I used this one recently. I really need new gutters. I don't really like going to the gutter shop but I just, I need new gutters for my house. I love my house. I cannot wait to get my gutters fixed. So it, it keeps all the water off my house. I can't wait to do it, but you don't really like going to the gutter store. It's a bit of a chore, but you love this task. When you take this task on and you love to do it and you go and execute this task, you get back home, you install the gutters, it will seem like five minutes compared to, I hate going to the post office, but I have to mail my check to the IRS. God, I use that one too much, don't I? That, those, those, those deltas, those differences between both those tasks are going to have different uh, continuations, different um, inspiration levels. And the speed in which they're, they're delivered will be completely different. Try it. Just play with it. Try and do something you don't like today. The missus wants you to go shopping for new shoes. You hate doing that. We all know it, guys, right? Try that day and then try the next day when you just love to go hiking up in the woods. It will be different times. You'll see delta. You'll see a vaster degree now that the moon has been neutralized, at least with its primary over, overwhelming control of our time. Your tides are going to change. Everything is going to change in relationship to time now. And that's my great encouragement. Excellent. Thank you so much. As an analogy of the moon, dark forces being dismantled, we could say that if they let it flow to us in its authentic force of light, it would be like a tiny baby being implanted with a grown-up mind and brain that has all the experiences that we've had, and yet it's still in a tiny little baby 
it, it would feel like it's jumping out of its skin because why is it in this little baby that can't even walk yet? You know, why, why is it still breastfeeding? So what they're doing is giving us just enough light to grow unhindered for the very first time. So we will have more peace if we open to it. We'll have more insights, more gentleness, more love, more ease of motion. And, and it's still coming to us quite quickly, but it's a much better way. So if some people are saying, well, I don't notice anything. If you just open to what's really happening, it's very, very different now on earth. That's right. Now, do you like baby Jesus or do you like grown-up Jesus? Which one? Which, what's your favorite? Because baby Jesus, he's got the cute little hands. He's got the cute little hands. It's in the manger. Yeah. Oh, they like baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bird. So, I mean, <laughs> and then big Jesus, big Jesus is kind of like, I think he's like smoking a cigarette. Oh, man, I got to get down there. Something like that, you know. Like, say, I'm kind of confused with Jesus to follow anyway. Um, the uh, perfect analogy, Asha. Um, the moon was brought here. Um, and, uh, let's, let, let's see if I can fill in some gaps here. Uh, the organic way moons um, come about a planet is they're spawned usually from a planet. Um, so if so, if you look at uh, Saturn as an example, those are all crystals around it. You could make a planet out of every single one of those crystals. And so typically you, not, not as a standard, but typically a planet would have a desire to end or the individuals on a planet would have a desire to make another planet. And it would kind of be uh, a surrogate. And then the moon, your moon would spin off and be a planet, grow. Uh, you can develop a many, many, many different ways. But the short version is most moons are engineered to be another planet because of its uh, the inspiration of the planet spawning it, so to speak. Uh, makes sense, right? You, the crystal gets bigger and bigger. Your planet gets bigger and bigger. And it makes another one. It's just almost like the chicken and the egg, right? Um, this moon uh, was towed here and engineered. It used to be, it used to take, so at night, you wouldn't be able to see the sky. It was so close to you. Same, same concept, but this time it had an equilibrium. This plant, this, this engineer, this ship, uh, probably best told uh, by um, the folks at Lucas and Spielberg and the gang, the, this, this ship that was towed here um, had a, uh, uh, an equilibrium to it that uh, maps uh, the electromagnetic etheric field of your planet. So um, it 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 works uh, it works in con notice it doesn't spin. That's because it's locked into you, and that's why they, you guys call it tidal log, which is of course incorrect. And it was designed to uh, be able to speed up and slow down. So I can speed up the moon, I can slow it down, and I can do it energetically so that you uh, get more suppression in this case of your reality so you're a creative force you can create anything the moon's designed to keep you in a compartment so that you don't recognize that you can do that that would be the the, the very short version 
And in the meantime, I can also send mind control and control your thoughts on top of it all. And I can destroy your planet if I wanted to with that. That, that. The technology on the moon is quite incredible. And uh, the cloaking capabilities um, should be able to see it wobble now. And so it's not as strong as it used to be in its, in its lock with us. But check it out. See if you can make uh, mapping systems. And in, in, you can use like fences in your backyard. You can do all sorts of things. Just just map where it travels throughout the night. And you're going to see it's jumping around now. And so it should, it should orientate a very similar space every night, but, but not consistently in time. So if you, ju- if you look at it from night overnight, if you have clear skies, you're going to see that it's jumping around completely different than it, it easily within a week. You're going to see massive changes, maybe not every day, but that, that's a clue and, and fun for the astronomers. But forgive me for getting off track there. Always interesting and exciting. Thank you. Uh, just as an aside, I believe that Amblin Entertainment, which is, I believe, Spielberg, it's the moon with a little fellow fishing from the moon. <laughs> Pretty symbolic. Yeah, the, you know, we, we can argue uh, how well uh, our entertainment industry has educated us, but um, Disclosure's over, everyone. <laughs> I'd say uh, we, we've got ET made. I think that's enough, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it, you know some of these families they got they got a clear passage. Um, so when we landed here, um, there was a lot of deals made, or else I'll leave it at that. Um, Mr. Eisenhower knows those deals. Uh, many people know those deals. And one of those deals was you got to tell people what's going on here and what these deals didn't count on is the contradiction of when we roll out, you know, 2001 space odyssey to, to ET, to uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, all of these, this information that's been given to you was of course contradicted with a competing narrative. So, you have it right, Asha. Thank you so much for your due diligence. Thank you, Q. So let's come back to what the dark, uh, how they are invisible to us, let's say, above. So we've got the main being who has been taken out now, thank you, uh, which was the queen and her general, maybe the same being. And they were overseeing Thoth and many of the beings down here who were in bodies, so for example, and correct me if I'm wrong about any of these, so Soleimani, the one who President Trump relieved us from, and let's say the, the leaders of Al-Qaeda and ISIS, of course they use ISIS as one of the dark force leaders, perhaps Genghis Khan, Hitler, Caligula, uh, Stalin, types of beings like that. Is that correct? Brilliant. Yes, very good. So just uh, just a clubhouse of of, of clowns, wouldn't you say? <laughs> clowns, yeah. And, you know, the reason, one of the reasons why I wanted to share that is because a lot of people are very disheartened when they see what appears to be a human culling humanity or being horrible to humanity, and those are not humans. What would you call them? Well, it's a, it's a great, great um, question and, and subject is... <clears throat> The, um, the, the legacy uh, 
spirit, soul, whatever word you like there, that blueprint, that mapping system that, um, that allows you to pick, uh, instantly what you want to be, whether it's a whale or an eagle or a human, that mapping system is unique to, uh, the light. It has, you look like a snowflake, an individual snowflake with its own personality to map, um, into a body. Um, theirs is different. It has, it, it has a construction to it in which only allows the dark into it. Now, what's interesting about it, uh, it's a very long subject, as you can see already. What's interesting about it is it's allowed, in this type of human, it's been allowed more capabilities, uh, a type and style of DNA that allows you to get more more power perceived and and you it it, it drives the being to to a point that you recognize it as a power control freak it's contagious with all of them too so they get twice the capability you have as a as a as a model and then and then it's coveted with control it just loves the ego mind it just loves winning it loves owning it doesn't know heart hope that helps it's a starting point anyway great starting point thank you it if it's possible it would be very interesting to comprehend how that entity the queens, let's say the queen's dark spirit, uh, how it came to be, because there was such tremendous power in there, in the dark. And so, for example, did they steal a sun and reverse it, or was it a, the spirit of a planet that they backfilled? How did do you know how that happened? Well, it's a very long story. Um, you would want you'd want to get me in a compartment. So, in the universe, we'd have a lot of stories. Or do we want to just talk about our solar system and our planet? You choose. So here, the, the easiest way, the, 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 the way in which uh, this planet was abducted, if we were going to, it took many, 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 many layers to do it. But if we were to standardize how this, this planet got taken over, it would predominantly be from um, unawareness on our part, collectively, naivety, and um, the technology, the Stargate technology. So, if I can, so multidimensional beings would never use multidimensional travel. Anybody that's traveling multidimensional in a vessel would never ever abduct a planet you're it's in, it's impossible for them to break their bond with source you're a multi-dimension you're coming from a higher dimension and you go into a lower dimension you would never obstruct life so it's it's not even a conversation but interdimensionally this is where the problems are so just for for um a linear perception 
when we look at the third dimension as example, those those travelers are the ones who basically brought in um, the uh, duality uh, through genetic engineering of thought. So thought is where the the darkness comes from, and then the manipulation of minds is is how we got plus the traveling to and from planets. That's how your wars were created in your universes. The mind. The mind is the problem, and that's how it creates darkness. That's our starting point, I suppose. Thank you. So it was fueled by momentum and, let's say, the galactic trade stations where people grew more and more power through the dark. Is that true? That's true, and even at the Galactic Federation levels. So they all complemented each other. That's correct. And to create, well, everything you've just mentioned, was duality, let's say, the original idea of that being that is no longer here? Right. So duality is absolutely a positive, um, is very positive in many regards because you get diversity. You get so much diversity. And that's what's so amazing about this universe is it has everything has no limitations, has no time. It's, it's got everything. And when, you know, individuals started favoring, say, dualistic choices, that's how it grew. That's, that's best I can do. Excellent. It's difficult to imagine, uh, but thank you for explaining it so well. So when we look at one of the biggest let's say, steps forward that the dark made, we go to one of them anyway, 70 million years ago, when there was a lot of technology used that created atmospheric fallout, similar to like a volcanic eruption. And the Nimrodians... (laughs) knew and were a part of that. So they prepared by creating Noah, which is a descendant of Thoth, not a good guy. He's against humanity. And of course, they made him a good guy. They always switch it. And so when he had the Ark, now this is a very important word, he had the Ark, he was collecting more DNA. They already had DNA, but they were boostering maybe what they could use. Would you like to say anything about that before I go further? Yeah, so when you have a living library, like this planet, you, the the genetic the, the opportunity to um, categorize and, and uh, catalog uh, genetics is, is is very easy. It's very normal to to keep g- great records, and so those records were stolen more or less, and uh, really stolen to re-engineer the next reality of these controllers wanted. Uh, would be the short version and potentially take them to other planets. And and they did, by the way. So you get, so if we can, if we can wipe the slate clean, and start over, but keep enough of us here. So we'll, we'll, we'll re-engage uh, another planetary system again. Uh, that was what that was all about. Thank you very much. Now I find the word arc quite interesting because we have the Ark, the Noah's Ark, we have the Ark of the Covenant, we have the Ark Triumph, which uh, 
Napoleon created and who we know now is in the body of Zelensky. So that was an honor fortress, let's say, to the dark. So Ark, we could say, and you can correct me if this is not uh, accurate, is a protection. And the covenant is an, is a binding agreement. So it seems to me to be, anytime they use the word Ark, it's a reminder of the binding agreement. If you're working with the dark, you're with the dark. You know, like Bush, I would say, you're either with me or you're without me. <laughs> so it's an important symbol that they've used. And of course, the Ark of the Covenant, we've been made to believe is something from source. So would you like to elaborate on any of that? Wow, light, light subject matter, huh? Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, anything with arc, you're basically giving away yourself. That would be the short version. So if someone's naming their healing bed, something arc, hint, hence, you just gave away your soul. You just gave away, you, you gave in permission, basically. So be very careful of <clears throat> this, this perceived olive branch it's giving away your power giving away your uh, your integrity of what you are that that would be the short version is that what you're alluding to thank you yes and i believe that and i, I apologize to anyone who um, might not know this but the holy ark was the ten commandments and that was definitely to hinder our ability from my, from my perception to hinder our creative expansion yeah anything to limit so any any once you see numbers you're dust (laughs) so all numerology is alien technology yeah i'm sorry to inform you or at least a control system so anything with numbers is a control system or a a compartmentalization Um, so uh, you know seven steps to whatever is 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 a control system so they're getting the 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 agenda always will be to it even even is here to contradict when we get here um so i command my spirit to increase my life force energy it was designed so when i get here to show you how to do this to to create some confusion wouldn't you say Everything is to create confusion so no one believes you, no one recognizes you, people make fun of you. It's all to stop any truth from reaching humanity so that they can keep us as slaves. Yeah, that's right. So as long as there's more rules in the rule house is all you're seeing here. Everything is unlimited. And so that's beautifully done. Um, the Georgia Guidestones were another tool just like that. Yeah, little tiny infants did that one, but same same tool. Right. I noticed they even have a computer game called ARK, A-R-K, and the, the levels you go through, one is called Survival Ascended, and then Scorched Earth, and then Aberration, and then Extinction. <laughs> Huh, that, that's a U8 video game, I assume. So the children are playing. Yes, of course. Huh. Yeah. Um, 
the video games is interesting to me because they're they are third party um first person third person so they i've talked about it many times video games are engineered to create alternate realities in other locations so if your child is playing war of whatever and shooting people on it there is a high likelihood that uh, Gates and the gang um, is taking that third person and powering a, a robot or a human on another reality doing exactly that. So the goal here at one time, still live, is to have your children fight a war on the other side of the planet and not know it. Pretty, pretty good trick, huh? Uh, that's why you have drones. You, you, many, many people in the U.S. military were um, uh, recruited because they're so good at video games. Interesting, huh? Very interesting. And, and I may need to correct myself. I'm not positive that's a children's. I just was reading some of the comments by the players, and it seemed like children's. So I could be wrong. But it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I walked into a, a room with a young man playing video games and um, <clears throat> I was listening on the other end and, and it was all these, and this was in America and all these English guys are swearing at each other during the game and fully grown men. And this boy, I asked the boy, Who, who's on the other line there? Oh, I'm, I'm playing a race game and there's six other guys I'm, I'm racing. I go, well, who are these guys? Oh, I don't know. You want to listen to them? I go, yeah, I do. I go, Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. When are you getting out? Oh, I got six more months. They were all prisoners in a, in a prison in Europe. <laughs> Playing video games against this young boy. <laughs> I go, huh, this is interesting. So imagine all the people that are potentially playing against you in these video games. Maybe demons you're playing with, possibly. Hmm. Yes, and you already said this, but just to reiterate... When we're dealing with technology, it can go right into our light body, right into our physical body. Yeah, we're recording. We're, we're massively good recorders epigenetically. So when you have a trauma in a video game, it is a real trauma that's imposed through your devices. So that's why you have liquid crystal display devices now is not only can it feel your anger, all those emotions when you're playing these games. It's it's harbor it it's extracting it from you. It wants those emotions. It wants you to be in fear. So that's what movies are for: is to extract that emotional luge, get you angry, get you excited, whatever. That's that's what pornography is about. They want to take your um, your powers and extract it and and uh, digest it, so to speak. I hope that helps people. Thank you for sharing that. So let's go back into the light. <laughs> let's go to. Yeah. So we went above and now we, we were below that. So now yes. we're going to go above. Are we? Or, or do you have it inverted? Do you have it inverted? I don't know. It could go no, either but... way. Could we? <laughs> so we were talking about below just now. Let's go to how the light attempted to and did a very good job at bringing back the light and the higher frequencies. So we're going to go back to Egypt and Egypt had established a great force of darkness. They had used, now this is really important because 
the dark side created the new age group and the new age often many of them they've been taught to see raw as dark as the dark and that's a flip so in egypt there was a a worship of an outside god and there was a 33 degree masonry sort of set up there with pharaohs and priests and sacrifice it was it was really quite horrific so from there here comes the light so there was a queen in the 8th dynasty and her name was Nefertiti Nefertiti is the beautiful one has come that's what it means the beautiful one has come another um way to say it is her name meant the heredity princess the princess of great praises the lady of grace sweet love the lady of two lands and the main king's wife and the lady of all women and she became known as and still is known as the most beautiful woman on earth i wonder who that would be I don't want to challenge that. How am I supposed to? What are you kidding me? You're going to do this on the air to me, huh? <laughs> wow. Um, she is in your presence now, and she is with me, and I am one of one of the soldiers that protects her, along with another one. Um, and we're not kidding. We're we're here, and we do it in a way that participates with you. And it has to be this way so we understand and perceive just like you do so we can be of help and support and assistance. This time, uh, the, the reincarnation uh, programs then aren't as strong as they are now, very strong now. So we had to do it in a different degree this time, but you have it right. Uh, the queen you refer to is Ra, and you knew her as Princess Diana as well and many others. She is fantastic at this creative game, so to speak. She always gets in, as my fans think. Most beautiful song they've sung today. Yes, it's, um, it should get real normal for everyone to recognize that these legacy myths are, are not myths. They, they are real. And, and we're here now. We did it different in those days because the body had more capabilities, maybe. Uh, there was, usually when we show up in a system, you would recognize us instantly, and we would be given the keys to the castle. This time, it's exactly opposite. We never take the keys to the castle, by the way, but we always uh, participate. So it gets a little... Uh, hierarchical in some of your descriptions and that's it was designed that way of course but we're always very very subtle in our our participation uh we'll do our best to favor service to others yet participate in our societal um and our our legacy uh systems and it's a great honor to live with this person. It's a great honor to be in presence with this person. It is shocking um, to see 
life explode when this person walks through life. It is fantastic. And uh, I assure you one day you all get to see us. And my great love to you, Asha. Thank you for bringing this attention to us. Thank you. And thank you to the birds for and all of nature for emphasizing everything you just said. It's such an honor to know both of you. And thank you for being here. Well, it's it's real easy to sit on sit on your throne and say you guys should do it this way, but you know, <clears throat> talk is cheap on the beach, as they say. You got to go do it, and and to to be of help and service to each and every one of us is all we really have. So everyone has the same job here, and that is helping each other, and that that's it. It's we're creative, we're massive creators, all of us, and I love you all, and. Well, we're never going to stop. And so let's just go have a bunch of fun and be done with this. Thank you. So in order for Nefertiti to dive into that, another snake pit she dove into, she she was married to Akhenaten. Would you like to share anything about Akhenaten? No. You're going to leave people hanging with that one, huh? <laughs> what, what's there to say? Our, our roles don't really change. It's just your, your history does, so to speak. So that's why it's so easy to see the timelines here, is nothing's really changed here. It's just another, at least in the last 8,000 years, arguably, so four ascension cycles, nothing's really changed here. It gets drilled dramatic at the end of the ascension cycle and wars and dogma gets amplified. But for the most part, uh, these, these timelines that are constructed, that that's why the Bible is so accurate because you keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's why, um, you know, people like a bow pony are accurate because you keep doing the same thing over and over again. Um, and it's not to point the finger at you. It's just we're we're in a mind control system, and the only way to break out of it is to uh, slow down your timelines in the way you can uh, perceive them through your heart, see them through your heart, know them through your heart, knowing. And you, what's what will happen is you're going to get all your knowledge back, and. Um, you, there's not one book on this planet you can read and get any information out that you don't already have. You already have it all. You are unbelievable, unbelievable geniuses. If you just use that, that, that muscle as your primary decision-making, as I sure you're tired of hearing me say it. So I'm, I, I'm not dodging your question is I don't, I don't like the fantastic titles because they're not fantastic to me at all. Um, you know, having a three-year-old recognize me as Buddha uh, the other day um, doesn't doesn't it, it's not it's not fantastic to me. It's just normal for all of us to remember that we were we all had degrees of light in us, depending on what generation we are we are experiencing. Uh, humanity here. So uh, I love your question, but uh, you know I want to stray away from fant- the, these identities are the huge one of the biggest problems here. Wouldn't you say? 
They can be, and they can also help. So thank you for everything you shared. Now, there was a child that Nefertiti had, uh, Tut, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mispronounce this on purpose, Tut Ankhaman. And then when he was nine years old, he took the position of Pharaoh. Would you like to speak about that? Okay, so... Um, is that a good enough? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so awesome. The, the the forest I'm in is uh, waking up. Forgive me, everyone. Um. The uh, propaganda you're witnessing today is no different back then. Why do you think it's carried forward? Um, if it's they're, they're they're trying to fantastic make a fantastic story out of out of out of me and create a false idol, so to knock us off our pedestal. So as soon as we get super popular, they can mold us into this identity so that when our word is spoken, it can be displaced instantly against, um, uh, against the cause, so to speak. And yes, um, that's why everyone knows who Common is, is, because we were doing our best. That was an enlightened being, that you could get all of your abilities back if you touched me, as an example, if I touched you if we're around each other and to a degree i do that now so wherever i am in geography more individuals get more of their abilities back Uh, growing up uh, in the west coast of america the towns i lived in all got a little more horsepower it's just the way it works if you had gotten here before me with more of your light you would have enlightened me We're, we're all have a percentage of light in us so to what degree you're utilizing it, what your agenda is and goals and directives before you get here is part of this story. Uh, yes, I was toot and comment. Thank you. And you ruled over, or not ruled over, but made friends with and helped everyone in Heliopolis. I may have mispronounced that, but that is the sun state, the sun. You were ruling over the sun or working with the sun to create more light. It was one of the most opulent, wealthy dynasties during your time, which was uh, only 10 years that you were. Yes. Yeah. So typically we take the role and this goes for uh, uh, dear Ra as well. We take the role as ambassadors to the light. And so um, sharing and uh, sharing of information is predominantly uh, always my uh, great passion, teaching, collaborating, uh, being a catalyst for change has always been in a way we would uh, assume grace. We would do our best to do it graceful without disturbing a society. Uh, Whereas raw, is the creator of life, always the creator of life. She can't stop. She will always make more and more life. Always. That's what she does. And I'm the catalyst to, to, to hold its hand, so to speak. Hope that helps. 
Beautifully said. Thank you. Now, what you did was you basically revoked all the darkness, all those rules, let's say, or laws that were harming humanity. What was the main thing you did or put in place to turn things back toward the light? Well, first of all, uh, remove the hierarchies. So when you have these dynasties, there's an assumed leadership and hierarchical system, a pyramid, obviously. <laughs> and to give everybody uh, the right to speak, to right to communicate, and to know that their word is just as powerful as the next man or woman, and the right to bear children. Uh, in the way and and areas you would desire. Uh, It was very tricky times. Uh, Controlling populations was a big agenda. The type of bloodlines was coveted, just like today. And uh, so that is the Cliff Notes version, what we uh, achieved back then. Thank you. And there was a Nimrodian, Thothian uh, pharaoh before you, Ammon, and Ammon had really taken the old empire doctrine, and that's why we say amen still to this day. So Tut Ank Common was first Tut Ank Hayton, and he changed his name to Tut Ank Haman. Would you like to say anything about those names? So when you come, when you show up, so to speak, and you have more abilities, you you end up uh, wanting to prove that you are one of the same. And even to this day, I really want to express that over and over and over again. I'm just like you. I just have less restrictions from the genetics we're in to recognize myself. And you have the same abilities. So there's always... In, in those in in that time frame timeline, if you like, the great great uh, opportunity there was to prove that that you could be just like me, but I am still just a common man like you. That was the that would be one way of looking at it. Does that help? Very helpful and beautiful. Thank you very much for that. And uh, part of the trick of Egypt was mummification so they would embalm bodies and we could move from that location through stargates to other planets and then come back and go back into a body that was preserved and as you told me they tricked many of the light who believed they could come back but instead of going back into a body they were captured but those of the dark were put back into highly advanced bodies so that that was one other way of of diminishing the power of the light and activating the power of the dark. Would you like to share anything about that? Yeah, very, very well done. Thank you. Um, so, so as we, we, we grow into that society and we, we discover uh, technologies, uh, portal technologies, gateways, uh, all sorts of, all sorts of tools. Now I can now jump to, let's say, the Orion star system. I can jump to other planets from, um, from this planet, and I can leave my body here. And what the the, the legacy, uh, the legacy 
uh, tools that were used was mummification. Uh, preservation would probably be a better a better word, but you could preserve your body, go have a vacation, visit some friends on another star system, and come back and get back into the body. Um, uh, yes, you had enough ability at the other planets to get into a body over there. Um, that would be the normal way of doing it. And of course your, your pyramids were one of the tools to do that. There's, there's stargates and pyramids were a form of that too. Well, while you're gone, uh, I could shut down your stargate, couldn't I? And you couldn't get back. Or when you got back, I could, I could screw with your body. I could make you with less capabilities because because you you have to have great capabilities to go through a stargate in most cases you have to have at least enough consciousness to jump into a higher frequency being potentially in another planet so uh what you're seeing in reincarnation now is what you are you were doing intentionally in those days as an example so you could leave your body go into another body another planet come back and jump back into your body well over a course of time, uh, these uh, pretend gods, they started recognizing that, hey, I can just get our, our very powerful leaders, the, the people that had more consciousness and had more awareness. Uh, I don't think I want them coming back because they're making everybody stronger, smarter, etc. So not only did they start uh, manipulating the bodies that were staying here, uh, they, they, they just didn't let you come back. And brought also brought darker beings back with them so so it was fun and games at first and everybody was having a good time but then it's it started getting manipulated and so this is the interdimensional uh travel that we used to we used to have here uh, uh as a gross population that has been um uh, shut down for many reasons and um fought over um because it's obviously an incredible tool. Remember, it's interdimensional, though. It's not multidimensional. So it's obviously a very uh, good tool to control the development of a planet if you can't bring in more knowledge or stifle knowledge that, that's here, uh, tweak it, whatever you want, and now you can control a planetary system because you did observe tremendous knowledge when you did travel off the planet, and then you hid it from everybody. And so that's one of many reasons um, you're seeing your planet the way it is now. And I assume that is the crux of our story today, isn't it? Yes, thank you for sharing that. So these stargates were created by source in a universe of light. And how did they actually start to take over them? What kind of technology or force did they use? Well, the, first of all, they started the, the duality that was here was, was subtle at first. And, and basically, when you started traveling all over, you brought back some friends with you. And they pretended to be friends, and they turned out they weren't. Um, your friends that you brought back here, um, they, brought, they brought technology with them, and that's how they sold their, their passage here. Ultimately, they had an agenda, and that is to take over. Please keep asking me questions on the subject. Thank you. So important because they even have beings in stasis. So they have King Arthur and uh, a false Jesus in stasis. So they could animate that with inviting you back in there or 
something dark in there and how would people know the difference? Yeah, so instantly I can prop up another another character right now. I, I can make a clone of, of anybody you want. And by the way, I can make them super, super intelligent. And you'd be no the wiser because if you can't see consciousness, volume of consciousness, spirit, the true identity, um, it'll trick everybody. Look Look how far Nancy Pelosi got, right? We talked about that one. So you can't see the type of demon in there because they're very good actors. Um, one, of, one of the best actors I've seen that has an IQ you can't measure is probably Ted Turner. Um, he pretends to be just a normal guy like you, hunky-dory, and have a little accent there. But trust me, that is a very – and obviously if I'm saying names – um, uh, the gloves are off guys. We, we got, we got to, we got to really stop and look at what's, what's happened and we can use this history, but now we just move on. We, we just do what we want now. It's all here for us. So yeah, you have it right, Asha. Um, they, they have giants in, 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 uh, a hyper sleep, you might call it. They have, they have aliens in hypersleep. They have just tons of tons of things underground that I don't even want to talk about. And um, it's all because of you, because you're getting so savvy. They're 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 run out of run out of toys, and they're going to have to get get creative now. And so that's my my great uh, suggestion to everybody: just know information don't believe information i hope that helps thank you so much so what advice would you give to people aside from feeling beings from their heart how would they be able to tell the difference between let's say for example a lot of people have had thoth himself show up in their room and he's a glowing angel of light and he's praising them as being these enlightened beings and he only came to them because they're so wonderful and then he's got them because they feel good about themselves and they see him as more powerful than themselves and he's got all this authority and he can do things for them and promise i guess in the 33rd degree masons you mentioned they were they're all promised if they go through all the 33 degrees they get their own planet (laughs) so how can you tell the difference the difference in, give me an example, the difference in what? So let's say King Arthur is taken out of stasis and he's animated. How would we know it's you as opposed to a dark being pretending to be you? So great, great question. The, um, first of all, um, I will never, I will never come into your space without your permission. That's first and foremost. And no, no being with this capability would ever do that. So that's, that's number one. Was that you talking in my head last night would not be anything I would ever do. Uh, we're not capable of doing it. We have too much integrity. So that's number one. Um, our essence when you look at us, <clears throat> doesn't have an aura. We're light. 
I know that's tough for the spiritual community to, to be, to understand, but we're here. We're imposed into this body without auras. That's what gives us our abilities. We're actually coming to you from another uh, region in your universe, a higher region. uh, If you like, Uh, we're coming from directly from source. So what it, what it will feel like in your heart center is it will excite it. It will, you'll feel like me, I'll feel like you when we're next to each other. We won't have judgment. We are always just perfectly neutral in presence with one another until you slap me. (laughs) So we do see emotions but we don't hold them. That's the other thing. We, we observe them, we have them, but we don't hold them. So that's another clue. So those three items I hope helps. Thank you. Very helpful. I would like to mention though, that the trickiness of Thoth and his gang is beyond what anyone could fathom uh, because I've seen many, many people uh, say, Oh, I just saw this person. I just, I just knew I had to connect with them. I just knew there was something so magnetic or enchanting or mesmerizing about them. I just knew I had to. It seems so right. And then, of course, they bring them into their life, and everything seems hunky dory. Wow, this is just great. They're magical. And then, boom. You know, it's it's always the getting in. So, going back to what Q spoke about in the beginning, let's go really, really slow. Slow everything down. Someone looks absolutely miraculous. Well, let's slow down and see. Because you can always catch them. If you watch them for two weeks, a month, a little bit more, you'll catch them because they don't know how to be light. And their ego is going to come out. You know, they're going to say things that are a little arrogant. You'll start to see. If you notice with Q, he's so humble. With Ra, she's so humble. And it's really wonderful that you have a chance to listen to them both on the radio to get a feel for what that frequency is like, because it'll be very different if it's one of these other beings. Yeah, you, you did a great job there. So one of the, one of the sneaky tools, they, so remember, they're mimicking what the light does. Everything's a copycat, and misdirection would be the standard. So they have engineered a human that you can agitate the area around your uh, your surplex and or that heart-centered area and make it feel um, euphoric with, with engagement in the mind at the same time. So it gives you this false state of love. And they've done it through karma, too. So that's what... Because it feels so familiar, and it's and it's a it's a state of being that is very close to your actual state of being, but it's duplicated into physicality in a way that feels like love, but it's not in many cases. It's not to to misalign people who are are absolutely perfect in their loving relationships. It's really to play with it where did where did that feeling come from if you start looking at it why did it show up shouldn't i always be in a state of love so we got to listen to lucia nicole evans 
she's in a state, not to say she doesn't go through um, events in her life, but your state of being is always in a state of love would be normal. So why would another individual is the clue be able to excite your state of love? It's a very tricky conversation, isn't it? Yes, well said. And also what another trick, they'll take someone who you know is safe, someone who is safe, someone who is just close in your life or you've just met and they're not, you don't feel anything that compelling. But if they get closer to where you feel safe with them as who they are, then they can cord that person and start to puppeteer them. So you feel like, wait a minute, I did use my heart. That person really felt neutral and authentic. And how did this happen? So again, go slow. Who's around you? How well do you know them? Are they changing? Because one of the most shocking things is when they swap someone out or they put an implant in them or they cord them and puppeteer them. So this is not to frighten anyone. But again, what Q said, slow down moment to moment, be in the now, because you'll see it instantly if you're in the now and if you're slowed down. Yeah, well said. It's, it's, it's really fun to play with it. You know, I, I, I just love going out in public and my favorite game recently is talking to clones and showing people how you can prove that person's a clone. And one, uh, I, forgive me if we've already said this on the radio, but what you can do to validate a clone so that they're, they're recording. So there's many types of clones. And this is a positive statement, by the way, folks. Um, so is above, so is below. <laughs> you will learn that they have some of these tools. Everyday clones are the most interesting ones. So believe it or not, why isn't our show called that, by the way? Believe it or not, um, you can, uh, you'll mostly see everyday clones. Uh, in North America, you, you might get the the annual clones. I think the annual clones are probably a little more common in, in America. Anyway, the everyday clones uh, where I'm at are, are more common. And what I mean by that is yesterday, that clone was not the same person as it is today. Uh, you aren't either, by the way. So you're regenerating your... Uh, genetics each and every day. They're totally different person than you were yesterday. Uh, you you weren't a different person. Your body was a different person. Okay, so anyway, the the clones what they're doing is they're recording everything they they perceive throughout their day, and then the next day they'll hang on to a percentage of it. Some will hang on to it more. Some will hang on to it less. And and what what they're doing is. Um, they're studying so that they can participate. And so the clones, um, you can catch them like this. This is a, this is a fun one. Uh, like at the grocery store, pick a, pick a, an area, but say things twice and watch what they say back to you. So I'll give you an example. And they say, say maybe it's a cashier says, hey, how's, how's your day going? Great. What are you doing today? Oh, I went to the beach. Okay, cool. Yeah, fun at the beach. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Now go like this back to them. Yeah, I went to I went to Sunshine Beach, Sunshine Beach. So you went to Sunshine Beach, Sunshine Beach? They'll say back to you. So you, that doesn't make any sense that you would give them a double statement of where you went. In most cases, clones will say the exact same thing back to you. That's their recording tool. The next day, 
they'll keep some subset of that information as an example, and they'll grow their knowledge base based on the experience they had with you. Now, the reason that's important is they'll now mimic feelings and emotions too, because they don't understand them yet. And that's what Ash is getting at. They have tricks in them all for one goal and one goal only. And that is to get a type of being in a body to participate with you. They couldn't typically do it. And that's what epigenetics are, are, are used for is getting um, a style of uh, a, a deliverable that is engineered. Uh, so if you want to call them dark beings, aliens, all sorts of abduction opportunities there. And by the way, why don't you create an army uh, and make everybody look the same? And so that's that's some of the things going on here. Very, very positive, though, because you won't participate with them any longer. If, like Asha says, uh, we've been saying today is when you slow down and only use your excitement, their dimension can't keep up with ours. They can't keep up with us. They're really, really struggling now. You can't see as many people as you used to because they can't keep up with you. You're incredibly powerful. My dear, dear, dear family, I love you so much. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Always incredibly helpful. One more thing on the clones, which is quite surprising. Uh, in 2012, 2013, I noticed a lot of clones appearing. And one of the ways I noticed was because people that were generally opposed to me, maybe because they they were going towards the dark and I was always going towards the light and they were never very kind to me. In fact, very less than kind those people started being really nice. <laughs> like they just met me. Oh, hi. And how are you doing? You know, really, really, they had no idea that they never liked me. It was like a brand new recording of, okay, here's a new person. Let's find out who this is. So sometimes personalities that are sort of honorary, if those are gone and they're just sort of a, a neutral and maybe even more cheerful being, and you won't feel as much ego noise around them, you know, you won't see as much opinionation. It's So that's really interesting. Would you like to comment on that? No, I think you have it right for me. That's that's beautifully done. Um, I guess you know the the recording. The recording is the the only real tool you'll you'll notice is they they just have to record, and um, if they forget, <laughs> is normal. <laughs> so one one thing you just said to me was, "Wow." Um, I do better when I'm nice to everybody is it would be what that experience was about. At least that's, that would be the normal. Hey, I don't get very far what I mean. So they've learned in many cases to be nice and they get more mileage. Is that a fair statement? Yes. And also I've noticed if they're not really focusing on something, they won't record it. So I went for a walk with one and we walked around the block and on the way we had to cross over one of those yellow tapes, caution, we had to literally step over it. And on our way back, we had to step over it again. And that person said, oh, look what they put up. This wasn't here before. No, no recollection of it because we were talking when we stepped over it. So they were focused on what I was saying. Yep, that's, exact, that, that's pretty normal. Um, the airport is probably the best place to 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 observe so go to o'hare or lax or something and 
you'll just see miles and miles of of uh, gates and all the people down the end. The most of those people aren't people. Uh, I'd say seventy five percent of them are people. Now, when you engage them, they are a person. Very interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. So. Could you do an overlay or an, and look and say how many beings on this earth, if there are basically 7 billion, how many of those are clones and how many are human? You do not want this number. I know. <laughs> There's not a lot of people here, everyone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my tongue. There's just not a lot of people here. I am sorry. And the ones uh, that are keeping up with you you you're the one uh, creating uh, the ability for them to do that because you're so everyone that's here now is a 10 powerful 10 and so the only thing keeping these these dark entities here is you that's how powerful you are do you believe they exist they're going to exist if you don't they will not it's that simple um you're amazing you're super powerful. We're getting close on time, aren't we? We are. I, I had one more question to pose to you on uh, As Above, So Below, but if you wanted to close out, whatever you like to do. No, I love questions because that means you love me. I love you even if I don't ask questions. It means you're curious. That's my, my, uh, that's my encouragement to everybody ask and that's proof you're curious and you want to learn from the others what's mm-hmm. your question as above so below also pertains to every war on this earth is not what it seems it has nothing to do with what's going on on earth per se it has to do with the beings above which we talked about before the 33 and the and the one that was taken out orchestrating us as pawns so if we believe we're fighting for something we're fighting for them would you like to share yes all of your major wars in your recent histories last 300 years we'll use that all constructed by you propaganda uh beliefs that aren't yours uh it it's it it saddens me when you go and see a volunteer at a space and air museum and it's a Vietnam vet. So that I was at that war. I go, you sure were, <laughs> uh, but you didn't really know what the war was about. It's, it's very sad to, to see and talk to veterans. Um, they don't have any time for me when I tell them that. And I do it in a soft delivery best I can. They're all constructed for timelines. They also like the epigenetic recording. They want you to have another legacy of trauma. So the next version, your firstborn, will get that trauma. And then I can slowly put the screws on on humans and engineer them. I want to finish on a light note. We haven't had any wars now, have we? Not for a long time. And... You can thank some very key individuals for that and our collective awareness. We don't need to fight each other anymore. There's no reason to. All of these, all these wars are being sensationalized in your news for a reason. Obviously, another agenda. We're, we're, we're figuring this out, and I applaud all of you. Shall we call it a day? One more thing. That was so beautiful. Go ahead. I when want more. <laughs> When you 
and Nefertiti were in Egypt, you created power through peace. Peace was how you created power. And that is also the logo of the United States Space Force. And that is what we're, we're doing right now. We are creating power, true power, through peace. You can fight without ever winning. And you can win without a fight. Wouldn't you say? Well said. Thank you. I'm um, thrilled that you're all winning. And it's obvious. Um, Things are changing very quick. And I can't wait to see tomorrow. Beautiful show, Asha. Thank you, Q. Wonderful. All right. Well, we'll call it a wrap. I'll take a few minutes break here, Don, but I'll finish with this. So, so you think you can tell heaven from hell, blue skies and pain. Can you tell a green field from a cold steel rain? Do you think you can tell? I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much, Asha. And we'll see you on the next show in a few minutes. Bye-bye. You read read my heart. That was what I wanted you to sing. Thank you. Bye, everyone.